Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. And it's been a minute for me, anyway. Yeah, for you. No. Just another week for Joe Batanz here, keeping the fort up, you know? Uh, making sure I like how the hiatus was imposed by you. You Mm -hmm. like it was during a recording too. So I have record of this. I've got receipts. Not doubting it. Yeah. You're like, okay, executive order. We're taking off till the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And then basically you still did shows every week. So you were like, Sorry, guys, we're closed, but then mm-hmm. you still ran the business without me. Yeah. It's kind of like when, you know, like a woman is cheating on her husband and she's like, oh, I'm so tired. I think we should go on a vacation. And then he goes, yeah. And he books the vacation. He's like, oh, I met you. And then she sleeps with other guys while he's on the vacation. That made no yeah. sense. What I'm trying to say is, you know what? <laughs> the real the reality is this, is I've obviously started to shift into podcasting as a career. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it would be really good in October to say, hey, everyone, I'm shifting into podcasting as a career. Two months later, I'm taking a break. (laughs) So I was like, we might as well look, this is my job. Uh, And also, what's funny is even for my job, it was a slower time. So actually, it wasn't because RuPaul, I don't know what I'm saying. The point is, hi, everyone, you got free content. I have a podcast I want to send over to you to listen Mm -hmm. to, just like a single episode of a sort of like self-helpy sort of like podcast that I've found and I've been binging and mm-hmm. not, you know, 80% of it is shit and not worth it, but there's 20% that's interesting, but they have an entire episode. I haven't listened to yet, but um, it's a dude who started a podcasting network mm-hmm. and kind of about like the, it, it, it's about the problems he kind of faced and it might be helpful to you. I'll well, send it away. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> You're going to want to stick around for after breakfast today uh, from all the stories Joe Batanz can't tell on the yeah. air about totally. the frustrations of running a podcast. Joey, I wanted to tell you, I went to um, this thing up here in Oakland and cities all over the world have this, but it's like uh, they do a first Friday sort oh, yeah, of like yeah. mm-hmm. thing here, right? Yeah. Well, in and, Venice, at least, they have like a bunch of food trucks line up and the bars are open later. Or, you yeah. Know, whatever, yeah. Same thing. Um, people started getting stabbed and shot at it, so they like have changed it. But <laughs> well, maybe they should call it Last Friday. <laughs> um, so it's like the characters changed a little in the last yeah. couple years, but it's the same thing. Like a lot of art uh, galleries open, yes. and yeah, yeah, you know that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have this like big gay dance party every week, every month. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. 
um, at a different location, but like the same, like three or four locations. It kind of mm-hmm. rotates. Mm-hmm. And this year or this month, uh, it was at this place, Temescal Brewing mm-hmm. Company. They have like a brewing location that's not their actual like restaurant bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like in an industrial area, whatever. Um, but it's this like big gay dance thing. I think they call it like queer dance party or something like that and Mm -hmm. it's a lot of women a lot of like hipster sort of looking people yeah you following the vibe yeah um so uh this dude brian that i've been hanging out with we've talked about him certainly in the after breakfast tea stuff that we do when we're recording live on mondays Mm -hmm. at mixler.com slash drag race recap that's m-i-x-l-r.com slash drag race recap uh you and i have talked about him but we've we're kind of like dating but kind of like friends mm-hmm. he he friend zoned me a couple years ago remember this dude couple years oh yeah 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 he reconnected with you or something yeah yeah like in our rod kyle days so like yeah, yeah. way before i dated steve him and i were kind of like maybe dating but he certainly friend zoned me so that's kind of where it lit has mm-hmm. you know sat mm-hmm. and he invited me to go to the the queer dance party because we kind of were talking about it. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So, Joey, he's like a, I don't know, five foot seven Filipino dude, handsome man, Filipino dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably a few years older than me, mm-hmm. maybe three or four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And we're kind we're kind of like in this weird space we've talked about where he'll like hook arms with me or we'll be like sitting watching TV and then he'll like turn himself into Little Spoon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, he's like giving me signs that something is n- more than friends, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we walk into this uh, dance party thing. And by the way, walking there, he's like hooking my arm still and mm-hmm. like very more than friends i don't know mm-hmm. feels like more than friends but we walk in and right away i see this dude who is like five foot seven filipino guy very good looking mm-hmm. who who i've hooked up with before mm-hmm. jesus like, christ mike lawson i know i actually at the moment it happened i was like oh my god you know I, the, word no, in my head. the word no is in filipino right in my head, I basically said, Jesus Christ, Mike Lawson. Yeah. Like, I, I was Joe Batanz in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, A dangerous uh, place to be, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Joe Batanz in my head, yeah. who, like, immediately thinks that he's, like, sick and dying of cancer. Uh-huh. So, and I, I immediately feel like, oh, fuck. Like, it's obvious what's happening. Mike has a type. Like... Mm-hmm. Do I say hello to the guy? Which, of course, I do. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, okay, let's quickly say hello and move on, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hello, guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I oh, so I introduce. Mm-hmm. But then in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, and then we'll walk to another corner and socialize with other people. Brian, Brian had friends that were there, too, that mm-hmm. we immediately kind of like saw when we walked in yeah um but then the filipino dude his name's sean by the way mm-hmm. sean Ooh, wait, had... wait 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 hold on big moment hold on for a second 
breaking news, Mike Lawson goes to first name status with a guy named Sean. Details to come. Sorry. Whenever you give someone a name on this show, that means they're important. Go ahead. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, to be honest, I wasn't. It just makes telling the story easier. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. You're like two identical Filipino people. Five, five foot seven Filipino guy was saying, hey, I want to go over here. But then five foot seven Filipino guy was saying, I want to go over there. So, yeah, I guess you're right. So we like entered. I'm like, hey, this is Brian. But then also I'm like awkward. I'm like, this is my friend, Brian. Mm-hmm. And this is my friend, Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Weird. But then Sean is like, you know what? I just came out because like I've always wanted to come to this, but I've never come. I'm here alone. I'm like, oh, fuck. See, this, He's like, here alone. I'm- How do you say like, all right. See you later, okay. okay. I'm going to bring this back, and it's from the old days. All right? Mike Lawson, you are the worst gay, fucking gay guy of all time. Wait, because why? every hey. gay guy I know in the chat room is thinking the same thing. What? And I, don't even, I know they're thinking it. You could have co- coordinated a threesome with the oh two identical God, no. five foot seven Filipino guys. I would never... Why? Well, well, Brian and I have never had sex. Well, what a like, great way to get started. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm just way too awkward to do a threesome. But because, but because you're the handsome white guy, they're going to be almost like, sub, they're going to be two subs to you. You're going to be the center of the attention. Oh, gross. No, gross. Like you lying on your back with your giant fucking schwanz, you know, pointing straight up, and they're both like <laughs> worshiping it, you know? Stupid, like, like Mike Lawson, I'm Filipino. Ew, Joe, do not do a gross... It, no, we're not going there. We're stopping this. So anyway, um, that, I mean, that was basically it. And then for the rest of the night there, we were basically all standing together. There was no way for me to not... Like, how do you tell a guy who's there alone? Like, all right, we're going to go stand somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you can continue to just be here alone drinking your beer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was weird. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, something to make... This Here's is what you say. He goes, he goes, hey, what do you call two Filipinos in the same place? And they go, what? Filipinas. And then you're like, back my place or yours? And then that's how you engage the threesome. Oh, is that how you engage a threesome? Mm-hmm. Is telling really shitty jokes? Uh-huh. You go Filipinas. <laughs> yeah, Filipinas instead of Filipino. <laughs> yeah, that'll help you get some Joe. That's how it works. When's oh, the last that's... time you got some Joe? When was the last time? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't driven by a high school in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the it, wait, wait, there wait, was wait, an wait, awkward I, moment. I'm going to come back to this. I want to say this yeah. now, and I'll forget. I was reading these Golden Globes headlines, and it says Darren Chris first Filipino to win Golden Globe. Darren Chris is Filipino. Yeah, he doesn't want you to know that though. He like goes, he fights it, oh, he and does. not like he's not proud of it. I think because he's like not full Filipino, he's like he doesn't want to become like the Filipino actor. Yeah, you know? or now he doesn't want to be the gay actor. What does he want to be? Well, he's straight, so I, that would no, make come sense. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, Hugh Jackman's straight too. But go on. I really think Darren Chris is straight. Like when he's not on TV, he's really kind of gross. You know, you're, you know what? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I have evidence to back it up. Yeah. Do you remember my my Darren Chris story from Malibu? Um, you saw him somewhere or something. I was I didn't realize I was sitting. I was sitting next to some guy like 
like not making out, but like all comfy with a girl, let's say, right? On a bench in a like in a like a not a park, but like a playground in Mount. Yeah. I was looking for a new boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> but uh we were sitting there and then the paparazzi started running up towards me and I was like do they think I'm Horatio Sands? Or I don't know what was going on, right? <laughs> and then I turn, and then I turn, and then Darren Chris says, "Um, come on, let's get out of here." And grabs the girl by the hand, and they walk out. And the Filipino are following them. And then the only reason I knew it was Darren Chris is like, Darren, Darren, Darren. Are you, what, what's going on with Glee? Or blah 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 blah. That, Glee was still on. How long ago it was? And yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's the dude from Glee." Wasn't it around the time the one? Dude died on Glee. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it goes around the time of the yeah, and they think the rest asking like, what do you think about Cory Monteith? Blah, blah 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 blah. You're right. You're right. I remember that story. I I think he is married to a beautiful woman. I genuinely feel like he is straight. I've seen him kind of do some of his music stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like he's straight. I also I saw him in Hedwig in the Angry mm-hmm. Inch mm-hmm. when it was here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, I. Um, back to me. Mm-hmm. What was I saying? Go with the story. Oh, yeah. Overthinking all this shit because then you know, oh, all three of us need beers. Let's go mm-hmm. get beer. And Brian, um, I paid for us to get in, mm-hmm. uh, because it was like cash only, and I had cash, and Brian didn't. Mm-hmm. So Brian was like, "I'll get us beer mm-hmm. when we need beer." So it was his turn to get us a beer, but then like. Do you buy a beer for the, uh, the third person? Yeah, yeah. Because we have this pre-existing like mm-hmm. agreement. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Um, all of it is weird. But luckily, um, Sean did leave kind of early, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. um, but we did stand and talk a lot, mm-hmm. and I found myself feeling awkward, like trying to introduce the two of them. Mm-hmm. But they actually work in like similar industries. They're and nurses. No. <laughs> How racist of you? No. They do work in healthcare though. And then <laughs> And then um it basically he left and then we sent a weird text where I was like, "Hey, it was nice catching up with you. This mm-hmm. was the first time we've like hung out this long with clothes on." Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like I was like, "Hey, we should like hang out again." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I struggled to be friends with gay people. Because like if you, if you, why does a gay friend not become a lover? Do you know what I mean? Like well, all of my gay friends, I like for a reason. Yeah, I like you for a reason. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, why? Why do we? Why do you and I draw the line around not? It, you know what? This is actually sex. a really good. It, this is actually an organic transition. Is that believe it or not, Mike Lawson? I am not going to name who these people are, but I'll say more than two, less than five. Uh, people that we know in common who listen to the show um, and names Ryan with John Marti have um, messaged me, <laughs> messaged me private, more than John Marti, but they've messaged me privately and said, that, you know, you posted that picture of you and your family, right? Uh, at Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at Christmas on Instagram. And uh, one of them said, uh, is that Mike Lawson on the right? <clears throat> And I said, yes. And they go, oh, my God, he looks so different. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's lost some weight. They're like, he is smoking fucking hot. And I was like, oh, oh I don't see that. Like, I'm not saying he's wrong, you know. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that he's not and he's ugly. I'm just saying it. I can't see that, you know. Uh, yeah. I just – same thing, believe it or not, 
same thing with like Sweet Michael has now gone into that territory. And um, uh, there are certain people who I know they're objectively attractive, but I cannot see uh, them in a sexual way whatsoever. And you're one of those people. I mean, in a good way. Yeah, I think some of it is like imprinting, right? Don't they say? Like you, if you're around someone long enough, like mm-hmm. you kind of lose that if mm-hmm. you think of them non sexually long I enough. Guess, I yeah, don't know. That makes sense. You know who I find attractive? Mm-hmm. Who I don't, I haven't heard this name in a long time, but for some reason I follow him on social media. And when he pops up in my feed, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Joe's friend is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Darling. Do you know him? Oh. I know. What's his? Is he Jordan still Darling? Of... Um, Jordan I think Darling. He's cute. So Jordan Darling lives in uh, an, another part of the country. He's very, he's very, he's very private, but yet it's fine with his name being out. I do want to throw oh. some shade at Jordan Darling though, because you're he right. Still like in your orbit. Well, he's like he's like a he's just like a listener, you know, and he and, but also generously contributes to undergrad prep when he can and all that, right? But mm-hmm. um, he's, a, he's a listener. He listens to Drag Race Recap. He listens to all the shows. Listens to Pod as my co-pilot. Listens to Catching Up. Listens to all these shows, right? But sometimes you're right. He'll pop up in my Twitter feed. And Jordan, this is the... I'm throwing shade, but it's the nicest shade of all time. This guy, I've never seen... He's like a lesbian. And what I mean is... He meets a guy and they start dating. And other, all of a sudden, this guy is everywhere in his social media. And his Twitter profile is the two of them together, which is fine. But then, like, you know, I check in on Jordan Darling maybe once every few months, right? Yeah. And every time I do, there's a new guy who's, <laughs> like, his husband all of a sudden. It's like every That's time I scary. see him. I know. Like, you don't know how long it's going to last. I know you might mm-hmm. think you you, like, you can wish it last. It will yeah. last a long time. Mm-hmm. But you never know. Yeah. And so when you post those pictures, like... Are you going to delete them then one day yeah. or are you going to keep them up? Yeah. Same with like talking about a dude on Catching Up Podcast, available at catchinguppodcast.com. Mm-hmm. My brain thinks like, well, what if like you start talking about somebody and then it's a nothing burger? Mm-hmm. And then you, what if there's someone new that shows up a month after that and then you're like, oh. Well, yeah, with listen, you, like, yeah, like a month that- ago. With you, like, there's several people. There's you meeting Ron Kyle, dating Ron Kyle, breaking up with Ron Kyle. There's you meeting um, <laughs> Steve. There's you meeting Steve. <laughs> that was not a, a joke. There's you meeting Steve, dating Steve, being in a committed relationship with Steve for a long time, and breaking up. For four years yeah, we were together. With Cameron, he went from former student, all-around train wreck, <laughs> then just random friend, and then boyfriend, and now like the cause of all my psychological problems. Kid yeah. who uh, bought business cards and lost them and got fired <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> uh then there's you know jose i think jose was around me when we started the show but like then he like it's these people that come in and out of your life and they're documented yeah. on this show it's weird mm-hmm. um so anyway brian and i went to this awkward thing um sean was there <laughs> i but the weird thing is like, like seeing sean with clothes on and stuff i'm like and this is so disgusting too. Yeah. Seeing him kind of side by side by Brian, I'm like, oh God, I think that Brian is <laughs> hotter, okay. but also like the connection is deeper. Cause making small talk with Sean, I was like, I'm fucking over this. I want to get back to this. Let's say uh Brian, who you haven't hooked up with, so he's obviously the most awkward one. Let's say he We made out by the way. Like the line has been crossed and okay, it's good. clear what's going on okay. now. Yeah. Uh 
let's say he made the move for the threesome. Would you have gone for it? If it fell in your lap, so to speak, would you have gone for it? Yeah, I guess. So I'm, yeah. I mean, I have my old timey syphilis, remember? Oh, that's still <laughs> so around? I'm not, yeah, I'm not like super cleared yet. Like I huh. have a doctor's appointment coming up that I will then get blood drawn and then mm-hmm. I'll, you know, kind of get the official clearance. Mm-hmm. So if it had hap- if it had come together on Friday, probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Men having sex with other men is so weird because then I don't know who to be friends with. I struggle with friendships because of all this. Mm-hmm. I really need to see a therapist. I should see a therapist. That's a good idea. We should just have yeah. Taylor on the show and he just sits there for when we need therapy and then we just bring him in. He would love that, actually. I bet you he would love that. Let's sign him up. Yeah, let's sign up Taylor the Latte Boy for that. Uh, okay, Mike Lawson. Okay, I have a story. I've been holding it the whole time. I didn't want to tell Lori or Taylor this story. This Because you would get this story. So, um, Adam, okay, for the most part, for a long time, I haven't exchanged Christmas gifts with my friends, right? Yeah. And same. every Christmas day, I see Adam Vaught. So I, because there's nothing more embarrassing than someone giving you a Christmas gift, all right? And then you you don't have one for them. So yes, I thought, oh, this would yeah. be kind of funny. I, thought, I saw a Christmas gift that wasn't terribly expensive, okay? And I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, it's not terribly expensive. I'll get it for Adam Vaught. So it's not humiliating, embarrassing, but it's kind of funny, right? Yeah. So uh, I just got like this $20 book about tacos for Ad- that I knew he wouldn't like for Adam Vaught. You know, it'll be so funny. I go, when I give him this Christmas gift, he doesn't have one for me because we don't exchange Christmas gifts, okay? Yeah. So uh, I, the day I bought it, I went to, you know, I, do, I go to that thing called Queer Traffic in Santa Ana. I go with Danny. Uh, I almost say his last name all the time now. I, I, I went with our friend Danny. And we go every yeah. week. And it's just like do crafts and shit like that, right? So we go to this thing and uh, Danny goes, I'll drive. So we get in the car. And when we get in the car, he hands me an envelope. <laughs> and I go, what is this? And he goes, Merry Christmas. And it's like a $30 gift card to Porto's, that Cuban bakery. Aww, and uh-huh. I was like, I had nothing for him. I didn't know what to do. So... <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. I go, I don't have a gift for you. He goes, it's okay. But I was like, fuck, stupid karma, playing your stupid jokes with me. Meanwhile, I give this book to Adam Vaughn. He's like, thanks. No shame, no embarrassment. He's like, oh, cool, thanks. Right? I was like, ugh. So I didn't even get the joy out of that. Anyway, when I was at this queer traffic, um, uh, I'm sitting with Danny, and I'm and I'm thinking, I'm looking at him, I'm all like, you know what? Like we we I I could so, totally see us dating. Like this works. Like you know what we did the whole time? We bought a beer and we did a puzzle, and yeah. just talked. You know? Yes. 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 It, exactly. So then, Danny, you're in a weird way. Danny is your your Brian, like the dude that I've kind of been hanging out with. Yes. Like it works well, but like we didn't have never really crossed the line. But yeah. like, why not? Like everything yeah. is good besides that. Yeah, okay, well, hold on. So yeah. then I'm kind of thinking this. I'm, I'm feeling it as I'm there, right? And I say to him, I go, uh, I go, listen, uh, uh, I go, uh, he, oh, he, I go, how's your love life? And he goes, ugh, what love life? He goes, okay. I don't even think we're, I'm, gonna, I'm ever going to meet anybody. And then I go, ha, 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 we should totally do this thing that if we're single like by like 50, <laughs> 
<laughs> I go okay, Bridget Jones. Yeah, I go if we're single by like fifty, we just get married. And he goes, ugh, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he doesn't know you turn fifty in a few months. <laughs> Yeah, I go, I'm talking in a couple months, buddy. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was a story I wanted to tell you um, when uh, you got back. So, people might wonder, Joe, why don't you ever post pictures of you with your shirt off? Right? Yeah. And they might think, oh, it's because Joe's a big fat pig, right? And he doesn't want and be shirtless. And that's not true, because not like I, it's not like I live in this illusion where people go like, hmm, people think I'm thin. And if I take my shirt right. off, they will be tricked, you know? Sure. Um, no, it's because... This black shirt is slimming, but come yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this black shirt is slimming, so like they probably think I'm like this wafy twink, but if they only knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the reason is, and the reason why I haven't gone swimming in a long time or whatever, is I had these really disgusting, gross skin tags. Okay? I had like... Sure. Three specifically, right? Two where, them, located where? Okay, so I'll tell you. Two of them were normal. One was on my neck, right? The, uh, yeah. So everyone could see that one. But it was a small. Another one was gross. Super gro- common, by the way. Too. Yeah, super common. Another one was under my armpit, right? And that one was just like, uh, it was like, I, w- I mean, it was gross to look at, but it was just, it wasn't super big, right? But then I had this one, Mike Lawson. It was so gross, and it was on my stomach, right? And it was, like, originally the size, I would say, of, like, a raisin. But then something happened around New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I must have... Well, I found out... The doctor actually told me what happened. But New Year's Day, it was... I'm not joking. Like, the size of, like, a chicken tender. It was gross, and I was like, oh, Wait, my it God. it grew overnight to yes, that size? Yes, And it was, like, red and inflamed and disgusting. Oh, my God. Right? I'm going to throw up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like, so the next day, first thing in the morning, I went to go see the doctor. I didn't think it was an emergency. It was, like, tender, but it wasn't like I'm dying or anything, right? Right. But so, it's still alarming. Like, mm-hmm. why does that yeah. happen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can- cancer. Mm-hmm. Also, no, no, you're no. I never thought that. Prone, prone to, like, crazy health conspiracy theories. You're right. Except ever since I've been on a regular daily regimen of Zoloft, I got to tell you something, Mike Lawson. Zoloft makes all anxiety rub come off you like Teflon. Like literally, okay. nothing sticks to me anymore. I'll go like, oh, okay. that's weird, and then I just stop thinking about it. Right? Thank you, Zoloft. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, uh, so I go to the doctor, and it turns out he looks at it and he tells me. Um, he goes, oh, no, no, no. What happened was, oh, this is so gross. It must have gotten, like, twisted, and then it got engorged and grew. Ah. Right? So he goes, let's take him off right now. So then he, like, he took off the all my skin tags, right? All three of them? All three of them. You know, okay. there must be some sort of weird policy at Kaiser where you, it can't be cosmetic. Because for the one on my neck, which doesn't bother me, it's just unsightly. He said, uh, this one hurts, doesn't it? And I went, oh. yes, it does. Yeah. And then he took it off, right? So now I'm skin tag free. It's 2019 and skin tag free. But it was just like super like 
It, I don't understand. It, it 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 was just freeing, Mike Lawson. I have no skin tags. Now, this is just also to show you it's a very slow uh, story week, FYI. That's also, the end. <laughs> Seriously, like as we age, Joey, I feel like that's what this po- podcast is going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Like our ailments, our visits <clears throat> to doctors, mm-hmm. uh, conversations we had with pharmacists, yeah, um, and conspiracy theories we learn on television news well what's funny is i've had a very eventful week like as you'll hear on uh after breakfast i don't think you and i've gotten a chance to really talk about it no um, we haven't talked about anything yeah so uh the, after breakfast is going to be interesting you know <laughs> and it's available at mixler.com slash drag race recap we record live on monday mornings uh it's currently monday morning now mm-hmm. and when we're done we're gonna stick around and spill the tea yeah. Uh, after breakfast tea available at mixler.com slash draggers recap on Monday mornings. I will say um, this. Joe, go ahead. Yeah. Go well, ahead. I was just going to say finding a doctor that kind of understands when to break the rules and when not to break the rules, I feel like mm-hmm. is a godsend. I've spent a lot of time in doctor's offices. And when I find a doctor that's like, it can kind of, you know, wink as he mm-hmm. or she tells me to say something or is writing yeah. down something is nice. Mm hmm. Yeah, because um, I, I had, originally wanted to get these skin tags removed years ago from another doctor. He's like, no, I can't do that. It's cosmetic. Yeah. And I, was like, I had one who was like, she told, I said something, and she was like, oh, my God, say that again. And when you come back in two weeks, say that exact same thing. Like, oh, okay. And it was like coaching me into what to say. Mm-hmm. And she was the one who also helped me get on my first insulin pump, who she basically, she was like, I need you to record your, like, uh, glucose numbers, you know, six times a day for two weeks. And mm-hmm. she handed me a sheet to kind of do that on. And she's mm-hmm. like, if I get you a pen, you'll probably remember your last few weeks of numbers, right? And I was like, yep. <laughs> she she knew I would be making them up yeah. no matter what. So why delay this? And just, why don't you just fill it out retroactively and make oh. them up instead of coming back in two weeks with made up numbers? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> So, so, but she's not the one that keep took, her. She's not the him. one that took chickens as a payment, right? No, <laughs> it was oil changes. But yeah, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, what, what's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Before you say anything, I've been so jealous of you, right? Because, uh, like, I sent you a news story. I know John Marti sent you a news story, and then a friend yeah. of mine who lives in the Bay Area posted some story about. I'm getting the headline wrong, but uh, he. He his uh, he he commented. Believe it or not, the headline is the most boring part of the story, where it says like ex mariner accused of something um, dies of mad cow disease. Yeah, I couldn't. It was way too complicated. Is that the and one so, I sent you. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even. I didn't even kind of like deal with it because mm-hmm. the one that John Marti sent is good. Um, so I'm gonna actually. Uh, tell you about that but i did want to tell you also that john marty sent us an email using the contact form on catching up podcast.com and he sent me this article he also told me that it doesn't feature harvey milk but i could lie and tell you that we are thinking about renaming the zoning law as the harvey milk zoning law which mm-hmm. i might do uh but the gist of the story is this there's this or there was this old home that was built in uh, 1936 by this guy named Richard N- Nutra. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Famous, all white. Very famous yeah. architect. Oh, wait, really? Mm-hmm. Very famous. 
Oh, I, I know nothing about him. I know nothing about architecture, so mm-hmm. that's not surprising. But it was an all-white, two-story house in the Twin Peaks neighborhood of San mm-hmm. Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying here that he's a noted Bay Area architect, and mm-hmm. this home that he built was you know noted for that reason. But mm-hmm. for years, it had like weird um, sort of construction projects happen on it by the various owners. Some ill-advised renovations is how they're, they're – uh, uh, describing it in the story mm-hmm. and in 2017 after it was purchased uh it was illegally uh raised it was illegally knocked down um were in the dude who bought it some guy named johnston what is his name doesn't matter but the guy who who bought it illegally knocked it down and was going to rebuild on top of it uh, four thousand or five thousand dollar home. He mm-hmm. bought it for one point seven million. Mm-hmm. He was going to uh, build a four to five million dollar okay, uh, mansion on top of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said that wrong. Um, so he's going to build something nicer mm-hmm. on top of it, but nicer in his opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the San Francisco zone uh, zoning commission, however, said uh 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 five to zero. They voted last Thursday oh, that. Wow. Actually, you're going to have to rebuild this home on top of it. And you know what? Not just rebuild. Why don't you also include a sidewalk plaque that tells the story of the original house that you knocked down illegally? Uh, please and thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what's this guy? So, so this guy can't just sell the property to someone else who has to do this? He's going to have to do this? Well, so that's the confusing part and also kind of the shitty part, in my opinion, is mm-hmm. – so he now has to rebuild a replica of the home that he tore down, plus mm-hmm. uh, something explaining what he did. But he could also just sell the property, mm-hmm. and whoever buys it from him would have to do this. Basically, I feel like this is going to be an empty lot for five years, right? <laughs> like, who's doing that? You know, well, if I don't know. If this, I'm sure that there's a. I'm almost positive there's something very similar in the Bay Area, but in LA they have. That's when I've been on these tours and whatnot. The LA Conservancy. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they take it over and then they rebuild it. Something like that, but for San Francisco. Huh. And then they can, like, maybe do tours of it and and turn it into, uh, like, a, a place you could... Because Richard Nutra is very, very famous. That would be, like, they uh. could actually turn... Much to the chagrin of people in the neighborhood, turn it into, like, a tourist attraction. Sure. And maybe with the this story, kind of, is only going to help it, right? Yeah. Because now people know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the interesting story from up here. The one you sent me about, like the dude from the cruise ship, oh, yeah, all of that. Right, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I didn't. And read then it. he died a mad cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't read it, but the fact that my friend, who's actually a really good curator of stuff like that, said that the story was actually weirder than the headline. I was like, oh my god, because the headline was so bizarre. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll check it out. If it's good, I'll I'll give it to us. Maybe next week. Yeah. Do you have a story from L.A. that you wanted to share with me? I sure do, Mike Lawson. Sure do. Torrance Catholic School embroiled in nun theft scandal can be sued for firing teacher with breast cancer. What? In the spring of 2014, Kristen Beal had been diagnosed with breast cancer and needed time off from her teaching job at St. James Catholic School in Torrance for a double mastectomy, chemotherapy, and radiation treatments. She asked the school's principal, Sister Mary Margaret Cooper, for a leave of absence during the upcoming fall semester. A few weeks later, she was fired, according to court documents. Now, Beal can sue the school in a federal court for discrimination, a right she was granted last month when an appeals court overturned a lower court decision ruling 
ruling that Beale was effectively a minister and therefore constitutionally barred from suing the church-operated school. Uh, the case is another black eye for St. James School and for Cruper, that's the principal, who, along with another nun, has been accused of stealing from students' tuition checks, fees, and fundraisers for more than a decade. Cruper, 77, and her vice principal's sister, Lana Chang, diverted hundreds of thousands of dollars into a long-overlooked church bank account that they used for personal expenses, school officials auditors told parents at a raucous meeting in Redondo Beach last month. Um, parents said the man- nuns spoke openly about gambling trips to Las Vegas and vacations in Lake Tahoe, claiming that Chang had wealthy relatives who provided for them the rest of the article then goes on to tell you about the the, the teacher and, and, and but i remember uh you used to have a fascination with nuns you know my mom in the last place she ever worked before she retired it was run by nuns you know my, my you know my class my mom made me people die. yeah my parents are very catholic and very religious and yet and that's still the case and yet my mom will spare no expense or no, it will never lose a chance to tell you how awful and corrupt these nuns were at the place that she worked, and how like. And I've noticed this myself in my own personal life. That nuns often are very cruel, non-Christian-like people. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of problems with organized religion in general, and I think a lot of that. I don't know. Humans are humans. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get into like my. <laughs> My hate for organized religion, but I feel like we're walking really close to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Catholic Church has problems, and it's, you know, bigger than this. There's other problems too, right? You know, it's so funny you say that. I just saw a story the other day about a priest that was caught, like, fucking some teenage girl. And that's awful, right? Yeah. But I wonder, is there a part of him, like, the, the Catholic Church is like, oh, thank God it's not a little boy. Right. <laughs> Thank God these nuns are just stealing money. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. The, oh, my God. The nuns are just stealing money. I remember one time there was one where a, a, a priest and a nun were uh, got in trouble because they were having a sexual relationship. And I, I again, I wonder if, like, the church is like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. It's two ad- consenting adults fucking in a parking lot somewhere, you know? Um, I, think, I think you just hear sex scandal priests and they go, oh, and then they... <laughs> And I think they're kind of relieved when it's something simple, like they're just stealing money. Oh, you just stole hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because I think I just saw in the article it states that the, the archdiocese is going to cover the funds that the nuns stole, right? So yeah. um, I mean, I, I'm sure they're happy to write that check. They're happy to write that check. Yeah. So anyway, do you have, do you have anything else going on in your personal life there, Mike Lawson? Um. Yeah. What do I have? Oh, I went to Phoenix and I didn't stop and see you. Oh, that was yeah. something I wanted to talk about when mm-hmm. you thought that I di- I didn't um, fly. Yeah, but you were saving I, the, you were saving the story for the show about why you flew last minute rather than drive. Well, it's kind of a boring, stupid story, but <clears throat> the gist of it is um, I reserved a rental car at an airport location, mm-hmm. and through a series of unfortunate events. Um, showed up at the airport location, was unable to get a car and had to switch to another location Mm -hmm. because I didn't have a round trip ticket and it was just a big fucking ordeal. And then uh, I was trying to pick up a car on Christmas Eve, Mm -hmm. which I guess is difficult to do. Yeah, And so like through... They they could change me to another location, but then I wouldn't be able to pick up the car until the day after Christmas. 
And like the whole idea was to go spend Christmas with my family. So I was like, fuck everything. I'm just going to fly. And so last minute I switched my plans and uh, flew to Phoenix. And my sister picked me up at the airport. We had a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, But I didn't get to stop by LA on my way home, which to be honest, would have been kind of overwhelming and tiresome. Yeah, because you've been driving for six hours, and we're like, stop yeah. over here and have lunch with John Marti and Nico. And Which, then drive home, you yeah. know, like, it it just would have been a lot. So, in a way, I'm not mad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have, you know, my, my weird control issues. So, like, the week not going the way that I had planned for it to go was difficult. Mm-hmm. But I did get to see... Uh, um brian gregory from the game night guys podcast we had mm-hmm. dinner one night mm-hmm. which was nice to kind of catch up with him mm-hmm. and hung out a lot did a lot of card playing with my parents mm-hmm. and just kind of did that kind of thing um it was a pretty uneventful holiday but it was good um that that's kind of my story in a nutshell i did feel a little bit stupid or weird when uh I posted on Instagram or something like a goodbye Arizona thing when my we were driving to oh, breakfast yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Mm-hmm. Headed to the airport, and it felt when you when you text me about it, it was obvious, but not when I did it. It felt like I was like, I'm driving home now. Yeah, because it's like on the road. <laughs> and it's also not it wouldn't be out of character for you to lie and say you weren't driving just so you didn't have to have a personal interaction with people that's not true i feel like i would be able to tell you like i feel like there's a reasonable reason i would not be able to stop mm-hmm. like there's so many other lies that are smaller and less found outable yeah <laughs> Joey, listen to this. Yeah. So remember a couple years ago I left, uh, I went to Phoenix for Christmas, I think. Mm-hmm. And when I was away, somebody slept in my bed. Do oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it angered me? Yeah. Well, the following year when I left for Christmas, I locked my door because that's the kind of petty bitch I am. <laughs> petty petty Lapone yeah. over here. Uh-huh. And um So this year, I was like, certainly nobody's going to sleep in my room. But I kind of tidied up a little just in case. Mm -hmm. And I also have have a Google Home next to my bed, which allows me to sort of like broadcast messages. So like sporadically while I was in Phoenix throughout the week, I would just like broadcast like things to my my bed like um, motion detected, police notified, like shit like that Mm -hmm. to kind of like cause havoc if somebody's Mm -hmm. in my room. Joey, when I returned, my bedroom smelled like urine, For first of all. Okay. But maybe just like, maybe not urine, but maybe like another person's scent. Yeah. Which kind of reminded me of urine. Mm-hmm. And my bed was, like somebody had slept in my bed. Okay. And nobody, nobody asked permission. Nobody even acknowledged that it happened. Okay. I just came home and I know someone has slept in my bed because like everything's different in here. Mm-hmm. And I just... I just came home from a trip. The last thing I want to do is strip my bedding and put it in the washing machine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Mm -hmm. just want to like unpack and go to bed and do all that shit tomorrow. I was pretty livid about it. But then I started thinking like, what's my recourse? Like I could get mad and yell Mm -hmm. or I could, I, I do not want to be here next Christmas. Yeah. So why even make a big deal out of it? Why don't I just pack, like figure out a way to get out of here? Mm hmm. 
So that's where I'm spending my energy. But I was really livid about it. Oh, you were that man. I could see that actually. Because it just also feels like your personal space has been invaded. I don't know why the energy is there, but it is. Yeah. Well, the first year it happened, I had packed in a hurry. Mm -hmm. My bedside tables were all like wide open. And there was like condom and lube. (gasps) I mean, like my my personal drawer was like open and his mother slept in my bed next to my condom and lube. Mm -hmm. And that was embarrassing uh, just because – and I had like underwear – like. My room was a mess because mm-hmm. I packed in a hurry and left. Mm-hmm. This year, I was a little bit night like smarter about it and made sure you know all my drawers were closed and like things were you know in a nicer kind of setup so that if somebody did come and sleep in my room, they weren't having to wade through all my like personals. Mm-hmm. But still, it's annoying. And so I changed my bed. And I'll I'll start locking my door when I leave. And yeah. It's annoying, it just, I know what it feels like. It doesn't feel good when you don't feel comfortable in your own home. Like you feel like and, not safe. Yeah. And on top of that, like I knew it was going to happen and it happened, which mm-hmm. makes me angry that like I had the foresight to think like, oh, they're hosting Christmas at my house. There's a good chance some drunk bitch is going to want to sleep in my bed. Yeah. Like, why did I know that? But before I left, nobody thought to say, like, hey, if we need to use your bed, is that cool? What would they have done if they would have given you a few days notice and said, hey, listen, while you're gone, is it okay if we have somebody sleep in your bed? What would you have said? I would say yes. There's an, this was part of the story the first time mm-hmm. it happened. Is uh, He texted me and was like, hey, my mom drank a little too much and wants to sleep over. Mm-hmm. Is it okay if she uses her bed? And I was pissed because there was no way for me to say no. Yeah. Like, how would I say no your mom should drive home or no your mother should sleep on the couch mm-hmm. <laughs> make a bed on the floor right yeah. so in that case i was pissed about it but i allowed it to happen mm-hmm. this way they didn't even ask so i couldn't even say like yeah but do you mind throwing my bedding in the washing machine mm-hmm. so that i don't have to do that when i get back or yeah. you know i would have yeah. said something like that but mm-hmm. i would have allowed them to do it yeah yeah. It also gives know. you a chance to hide the condom and lube and blah, 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 and make it like Airbnb acceptable, kind of. Sure. Or at the very least, like stuff everything in the closet and shut the closet door. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. just make it presentable and so that I'm not feeling all gross about it. Yeah. I'm angry about it, but I'm also like, I'm smart enough. I am not an 18 year old. I can make the choice then now to spend this energy in a very productive way instead uh-huh. of freaking out about something I can't change. Yeah. Or, you know, something that's not worth freaking out about. I agree. So. Anything else going on? Uh, know. You know, in, in terms of my week. Oh, how was your New Year's Eve? What did you do for New Year's Eve? Nothing. Um, I hung out with uh, people. We had people at the house. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of did that. But I was in bed by 1030. <laughs> oh, so was I. I was awake at midnight because, you know, it was loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was like, and then I fell back asleep at 12.03. Wait, isn't that the most amazing thing? <laughs> Once you get to the age where you don't longer give a shit, it is the most yeah. amazing thing to go to bed early on New Year's Eve and then wake up as the next day. Um, you know, I, I wasn't going to say right now I have no story, but I actually do have a story. You reminded me of a story. Good. New Year came from New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve, it's been the tradition for the past four or five years that Chris and Mercedes invite me over for New Year's Eve and we just like eat dinner and chat and... Have a couple of drinks, and then we celebrate East Coast New Year's, great, so that the kids can go to bed. So, uh, 
And you. And me. Because then uh, at like 9 p.m. we were like, three, two, one, New Year's, yay. And then the girls, the kids feel like they experience New Year's Eve. And then they go to bed at a reasonable hour. And then, now usually we've actually, <laughs> yeah, typically every year after the kids go to bed, then we watch a, a movie. Yeah. No, by 9.05, I was later in the car driving home, and I was in bed as well by 10.30. But the story I was going to tell you was, uh, when I got to Chris and Mercedes' house, uh, Chris wasn't there. And Mercedes goes, oh, Chris just left. He went to go buy um, uh, some food at the grocery store for us to eat, right? Oh, well, he went, he, so they have, this is important to the story. They have a fancy grocery store they go to, right? Yeah. Um. And he's on his way there, and he calls, and he says, uh, oh, my God, the fancy grocery store just closed 10 minutes ago. So he's mm. like, oh, well, I guess you can go to Ralph's, right? Yeah. And anybody who doesn't know Chris, and, and I'm saying this, because it's going to sound really snotty, but it's important to the story. He's just very kind of like, I wouldn't say absent-minded professor, but that's sort of it, too, but also an absent-minded professor that was raised with money. Does that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because so then so he goes to Ralph's right. Mercedes has to tell him where it is first of all, and he goes there and then he calls her and he says, "You're not going to believe this. I forgot my wallet, and I'm here and I bought all this stuff." And I go, "You know what? I'll take it to him." Okay, so I get the wallet and I take it to him, and sure enough, I see Chris in the Ralph's, and he's just like want, looking at the greeting cards, and I say, "Hey, here's your wallet." He goes, oh, thanks. And I say to him, "I go, it's so weird." To see you in a Ralph's, I can't picture you in a Ralph's. And he goes, but for anyone who's outside of the Ralph's, they're owned by, are they the one that are owned by Kroger? They're like, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a supermarket chain, right? Basic supermarket chain, whatever that is in your neighborhood. So I go, I can't picture you in a Ralph's. And he goes, why? I'm I'm a normal person. I I go to Ralph's, right? It's crazy, right? So then he goes up to the cash register guy, and the guy goes, and the guy goes, oh, you got your wallet? And he goes, Chris goes, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, just, you know, let's pay. And the guy, Chris takes out his credit card and hands it to the guy. And the guy's like, no, 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 there's this machine right here. <laughs> and and then the Chris's like, oh. And then the guy, the guy goes, wait a minute, do you have a, a Ralph's Club card? And Chris's like, I don't. <sighs> know what that is and, and i go i and i give him my phone number right yeah. and the guy types in the phone number and the bill was like 250 dollars, and it dropped to 175 dollars. right wow uh-huh. and chris goes oh whoa and the guy goes and so chris goes what do i do now and the guy's like like put the the card in and chris's like i don't know and the guy had to like literally take chris's card and turn it and put the chip inside right yeah. yeah, and Chris was like, "Oh, okay," and then he paid for it, and then we leave. Right? I was already amused by that. That Chris didn't know how to use like a machine at Ralph's. Okay, sure. then we're getting ready to like eat some food and hang out, and Chris was talking to Mercedes like, "Mercedes, Joe has this like magical card that like <laughs> made the bill go down like seventy five dollars." Wow! And I just told Mercedes like, oh, "It's Ralph's Club," and she was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> but like he just thought it was like That's a, a magic substantial trick. savings it but. is a substantial savings but like when you're buying stupid shit like that like one you buy a lot of alcohol and stuff like that you usually get that in that stuff so um but it just shows you that's like uh he doesn't know how to i heard do- this story that was almost my news story about how these two women were arrested because they um basically <clears throat> scammed people this one person out of a hundred and eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars 
$180,000 worth of cash and jewelry. So mm-hmm. figure that out. Mm-hmm. But their basic scam was they told these uh, this old couple that they could, uh, through cash and money, rid of any curses or illnesses that they had. Okay. And this old couple was like, okay, yeah, we need to get rid of these curses. And, and when I read this, I was like, what idiot is doing this? It turns out that your friend Chris maybe is <laughs> – like there's smart people that just maybe get cornered oh yeah and get yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like here's my credit card yeah do whatever yeah, yeah. you're gonna do mm-hmm. no he totally is he totally 100 <laughs> percent is um but like, not a stupid person yeah just... not a stupid person but just like they don't live in the world they don't live in the world that you and i live like i bet you if you did you, let me tell you this chris has lived in la longer than he ever lived in new york or anywhere else right he's lived here for over 20 years okay this guy can, apart from going from his house to his office, he could not get a, 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 a around anywhere in L.A. Like, sure. we've done this. I've asked him, um, can you get to Mercedes' house? Mercedes lives with my parents from here. And he was like, no, absolutely not. He's been there a million times. He could right. absolutely not ever get there. He wouldn't know. He, would, he wouldn't know. He's constantly lost. It's it's he. They just don't live in this world. They live in another world because they've always been driven places or taken somewhere or someone tells them where to go like it's uh it reminds me too like there's another story about chris years ago <clears throat> i was at the house and he had a movie that come out and he goes i have to do a q a uh somewhere right and two stories happened in that same night one he goes i have to do this q a uh he's like do you want to go to me right and i go yeah i'll go and um and he goes, it's at this place. And we were going there, but I don't know what happened, but it was drag traffic, and I got completely lost. So I tell him, I go, hey, um, do you know where this place is? Because I'm, like, really lost. And he goes, no. And then he got in his phone and started typing. And then, like, maybe a couple minutes later, I go, like, did you get the directions? He goes, to where? And I went, to the place? And he was like, no. He was, like, texting people. He wasn't even, like, looking for the directions, right? So finally we get there, and he's really, really late, right? So I just go, I go jump out of the car and just go in, and I'll find parking. He does. As soon as I drop out of off the car, a, I'm driving Chris's car. A cop pulls me over, and he goes, your uh, tags are expired. And I go, oh. And he goes, can I see your license and registration? And I go, oh. okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I go, I just dropped my friend off. This is his car, and the registration is in his name, right? I'm going to hand this guy registration says Chris White's, and my yeah. phone and my ID says Joe Batanz, and the, the tags are, and the cop starts, it, he starts getting to like, and I'm furiously, but Chris is doing a Q&A, so he doesn't have his phone on him, and I'm calling him going like, Chris, Chris, like, the cops are going to arrest me for being in another car, and... I don't know how I, I told the cops, I go, can we go inside and get him? I go, he's right here. And the guy's like, no, I can't remember how Chris finally saw it. And he had to come out. He had to stop the Q and a go outside <laughs> and tell the guy that this was his car and give him his life. It was a whole spiel. It was a whole thing. Anyway, um, really quick plug. Actually, Chris had told me about this. And I finally listened to a podcast. He was on Malcolm Gladwell has a podcast called revisionist history. Yeah. And, uh, it's from a rec- the most recent season, and the episode is called an, A Polite Word for Liar. And it's a story yeah. that involves Chris's dad 
and this other guy, and it's super good. I, I thought I was listening to be nice, and they interview Chris and his brother about this. But basically, Chris's dad and another guy were involved in this like this like really dramatic event, but they both had wildly different versions of the same story. And so the episode about like what is the truth and how do people see it? And believe it or not, guys, it's actually I was actually strangely very interested. It was actually really really good. So uh, Malcolm Gladwell revisionist history. Uh, the episode's called "A Polite Word for Liar," and Chris and his brother are interviewed on that episode. Season three, episode three. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. go season, season three, episode three. What do you got going on this week, Joey? Um, this week just a lot of like. Uh, undergrad, uh, undergrad prep. Um, there is some undergrad prep work stuff, but Afterthought Media, you know, my podcasting company, a lot of just little busy work for that. Like, there's nothing. Um, you know, the dinner with my family that we do on Wednesdays. Um, nothing super important planned. Let me make sure though before someone who listens to the show says like, oh, uh, you mean this isn't? I, I. By the way, Adam Vaught, who listens to the show regularly, had his feelings hurt that um. I didn't mention spending Christmas Day with his family. He's like, oh, I was kind of surprised that wasn't a story. And I was like, it was just a boring, it was just dinner with a boring white family. The end. What about you? What's going on with you? (laughs) Work shit. Um, I finally hired a replacement for me at work. So I'm going to start training him and in a couple weeks get some regular, some, uh, some regularity back to my schedule. Um, that was really a very difficult sentence to say. Uh, but other than that, nothing just kind of, uh, relaxing, getting back into my routine after the holidays really fucked everything up. I'm so glad the holidays are over. Yes. So glad. But let me ask you this question. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what the question was, but let me, but is it about the mass singer on Fox, this new great reality show that I'm obsessed with? I'm just obsessed with knowing who these people are. Well, the the first one they revealed was like a football player. I was like, I'm boring. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Imagine kind of think about um, like a Dancing with the Stars type show. Mm -hmm. The first people to go are always the like really shitty sort of. Okay. You know what I mean? So like he's he went first because he was the shittiest. But is it a surprise that the football player is the shittiest singer on the singing show? Yeah, but I almost wonder because of the way – by the way, I remember what the question was. Let me ask it now, and then we'll get to the answer because I'll forget again. Um, yeah. John Marti, I went to dinner with him and Nico over the weekend. It was fine. Nothing eventful happened. It was a great dinner. But he asked how our schedule for recording is going to change. But we'll come back to that. Okay. Um, okay. The thing is, though, people should know there are very, very famous people th- who do things in, like, Japan especially because they know it won't be aired in the U.S. But they do things that they wouldn't ever do in the U.S. because yeah. they know it won't be, like, commercials and whatnot. So, like, I think Ryan Reynolds has done the version – because this is a, a version of, like, a, a, another country show, right? Yeah. And it I feels think, very Japanese. Yeah, it, feels, it does feel very Japanese. So, um, Ryan Reynolds – I mean, big stars have done it in in Japan – but do you think we're going to get like a Ryan Reynolds or something? I don't know. There's a couple of singers on here that are like decent. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so curious if it's not a Ryan Reynolds. I'm curious who it is because mm-hmm. even if it is a D-list person, mm-hmm. I'm so surprised to hear that he or she can sing the way that he or she can sing. Right? Yeah. Like, 
And oh, well, who knew that John O'Hurley could sing like that? It, very true. And like, is this football player a nobody? Or is he a somebody football player? You know, know what I mean? I don't know enough about football to say well, the caliber of football player he is. Mm-hmm. That would be curious. If you don't know, by the way, it, we're talking about this show called The Mass Singer on Fox, um, which is basically these uh, – it's a reality competition show where celebrities – and that's in quotation marks because that's what they're calling them, are wearing these kind of like mascot-sized animal outfits, and Mm -hmm. they sing, they perform, and Nick Cannon's the host. Nick Cannon's hair is awful. Nick Cannon's hair is awful. And when he has normal hair, I think he's actually very handsome. Nick Cannon, for me, for the longest time, was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. When he was was with Mariah Carey, top of the list. Yeah. Um, this hair thing he's doing now, I don't know. I can't yeah, handle it. No, it's not good. But anyway, we're on a tangent. Um, let's go do some after breakfast tea and Wait, really quickly, up. really quick. But Adam, before Adam gets his feelings hurt, I had fun at this white people dinner. I will say this: we were all sitting around chatting, and then they're like, "Oh, I guess it's time to make dinner." They had like twenty people coming over, right? And they just like Adam Vaught's parents and his ninety-year-old grandma got up, and they just like very calmly and quietly and without rush started making dinner and then a massive amount of people came over and they just all quietly started making dinner and then we ate dinner if it would have been my family it would have been screaming and yelling yeah. and cursing and running around the house and like this is joe why we blocking have- everyone on instagram yeah yeah <laughs> joe blocking everyone on instagram joe this is why we can't have christmas dinner because you always take it seriously blah, 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 blah. it would mike you should go to adam, adam i think on adam Vaught's instagram he posted mm-hmm. like a timeless video of them cooking. That's what it was exactly like. It was just like, <laughs> like it was the most peaceful setting I've ever seen in my entire life. Anyway, Good. that's what I've got going on. Stick around for after breakfast. All right. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Oops. Wait. Wait. I hit two things. I hit two things at the wrong time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.